Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Hi guys, the following podcast may contain potentially triggering content around sexual assault. Please be advised and as always, choose what is healthiest for you. Please do not force yourself to listen to any or all of this episode if it may cause damage to your mental health. We support always choosing yourself first. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Jenna and Sarah's here. Hi guys. So I thought we would do a semi-serious one about consent. I do. Consent is super important and it's ever evolving and changing. And I think that it's important for anybody in any type of relationship, whether that's mononormative or whether that is not, (laughs) whether it's gay, straight, whether it's whatever that is, consent is a really huge thing that needs to be discussed and enforced. And we need to know how to do that what to look for as signs in our bodies and then, you know, how to lovingly give a boundary and then uphold it too, if necessary. I wanted to discuss what the definition of consent is and consent at the basic definition is there the active agreement between people to engage in sexual activity, which is like hugging, kissing, touching in a sexual way, sex, obviously. So consenting and asking for consent are all about boundaries and respecting those of your partners and checking in if things are clear. Both people must always agree to sex every single time for it to be consensual. And also every single time for a consensual hug, every single time for a consensual kiss. And I know that a lot of people want to roll their eyes and be like, oh my God, it's just a hug. It's just a this. It's just a that. But the honest truth is, is it's not your body and you have no right to touch anybody else's body. And it's becoming a large conversation around parenting as well, forcing your children to go hug a grandpa or an uncle, or an aunt, or anybody for that matter, is not consent for that child. You are forcing them to do something. So it's a large conversation that crosses all types of places in our lives. So I'm really excited that we get to actually discuss this. And I think you were going to start off with a story, weren't you? I definitely was a story about consent. I had gone to a play party. It was my first one. I want to jump in and ask questions and I want to be like, I'm this boisterous person in a room and like getting to know people and talking to people. I'm not a wallflower. I yeah. get into the, get into this house and, and I started to realize that, well, I was actually told many times, no, you can't do that. You got to ask for permission. You got to ask for consent. I like watching somebody or you had to ask if you're allowed to watch them or if you, you couldn't touch anything. Like touch was this any- at a like a house party or a sex club? A house party. So like yeah. somebody was actively engaging in a scene or open or a scene or whatever, yeah. and you had to ask permission to view that with them. Correct. Okay, just yeah, for so, clarification. So that- it was that type of stuff. So it was like and even asking permission. Like they're in the scene, you couldn't interrupt them. You actually, if it was quiet time where they didn't want to, you were to ask, and you were to leave the area. It was really weird, but that hit me strong because of the fact that. 
I had to stop and ask for permission. Can I hug you? Can I see that? May I watch? Yeah. And that was a big deal for me because I'm just this person that I just would have, wow, I'm going to go watch. We're at a party. It should be viewable, right? Because that's the way it was at a sex club. Yeah. This was in a house in a dungeon and you actually had to ask permission if you were allowed to view the situation. It was interesting. That led me into this thing of, wow, I'm not used to asking permission to even hug people. And so when you brought up about children forcing them to hug people, that really, I remember having to go hug people when I was a little kid. And I bet you, you did it to your kid too, like I did. Yeah. Right? And we don't listen to that autonomy of their bodies. And we take it as such an ego thing for the people that are rejected. Like about grandparents and your grandkid not wanting to hug you. And then what is said? Oh, come on. Come give grandma a hug. Come give grandma a kiss. Come give grandpa a hug. You are shamed into doing something that you don't want to do. Right. Basically. And it's that societal norm of it's under the guise of respect. And I'm air quoting the fuck out of that. And it's really not respect. It is out of ego. That is you wanting something for yourself that is going against somebody else's autonomous nature. Right. So little kids should be listened to. If they don't feel like fucking hugging you today, they shouldn't have to fucking hug you today. Right. If they feel like hugging you, fucking great. But that's the difference. And it's the same thing with sex. It's different going to a sex club where the expectation is like, if we are talking about one that's here, sanctuary, there's not a lot of private spaces, right? And they have a bunch of open space. The expectation there is going to have to be, if I'm fucking on a couch, people are going to watch because there's not uh, there's not privacy there. Right. I can see it being in like the house party. There are different spaces. There are different things happening and going on. So I do love that. I do love that alternative relationships and me being into the, like the sex coaching and the intimacy and relationship coaching and all that stuff has brought on this whole other conversation that mononormative people do not have. They don't have conversations about consent. Right. Right. They don't. We do. All of us do. It's the same with like STIs and asking for sexual history and asking to see test results before we get with new partners. The normal culture, the heteronormative, like mononormative, they don't have these conversations. No. It's embarrassing to them. So it's such a huge thing to get out there. Consent needs to be talked about. It needs to be adhered to. It needs to be taught. We need to feel okay in doing that and in in saying yes or no. And that even leads to another thing where we're talking about within long-term relationships. It becomes that idea of, I have blanket consent. It's this, you know, it's just a constant consent. And no, it's not. Just because I had sex with you yesterday doesn't mean I want to have sex with you today. Right. You know, vice versa. Just because I let you use a dildo on me yesterday doesn't mean that I'm going to let you, as my husband, use a dildo on me whenever you fucking want. And my husband doesn't do this. Let me make this clear. No, no, no. no I know. It's always consent in my house. But this is the point is that nobody talks about this stuff. Right. Right. You fall into this long-term commitment relationship and everything's just supposed to be as it was every single day. And that's simply not true. So it's a huge conversation to have in your house. I would suggest that everybody do that. I remember when I was, when I went to one or two of the house parties after the first one and had to be respectful and learn that there are boundaries and that I need to ask permission and consent. One of the things that I absolutely loved was about the fact that when I watched somebody gear up for a scene 
they would sit down and negotiate the hard limits, the soft limits, the parameters. And I'm telling you, I do that in my day-to-day job as a social worker working in the social working field. I do that now. I sit down and talk about limits and not hard limits, but limits that they want. Are you sensitive to touch? Are you sensitive to noises or whatever? But we talk about this now, like I look at my clients differently that I work with on a day-to-day basis that I can handle their boundaries because I never thought about that. I never thought about that before, but I'm my eyes are wide open now. I'm loving it and I'm cognizant of it when I go into scenes and also when to work. And I love that, especially like I know you and I both, which most people don't know, we work with adults with disabilities. And yay. so we are really, yes, yay. Yes. We need more people. Please, if you guys are interested, reach out to either one of us and we will hook you up with foundations that will get you into helping adults with disabilities. It's a really great, fulfilling job. But we're working with this subset of people that can't always identify what their consent is or can't always verbalize what their consent is. So being that you and I get to work with them more one-on-one and have these more intimate conversations, we get to advocate for them and check in with them. So there'll be times when I'm out with a client and I'll feel that they are disengaged from this person or the scene or the scenario with somebody. And so I will step in. Are you okay with what's happening right now? Do you understand what's going on? And of course, we're not talking sexual situations in this thing, but they still need to be able to give consent to people in a day-to-day experience where most of us take that for granted. Do you know what I mean? So it is, I'm so glad that you bring that into. Everybody does need to bring it into all aspects of their lives. And even I love when you're talking about the hard limits and negotiation of the scene. That's wonderful. And there's a lot to be said about like consent and non-consent and sexual natures too. Like it can be really sad. You can have a partner that kind of likes the no consent. I mean, there's the rape scenes and there's the sexual assault scenes and there's a bunch of scenes for a reason. People are into that stuff, but you have to know what consent is within that. And if your partner gives you a boundary initially while you're doing whatever you're doing to them, and then they seem to warm up, maybe they're not feeling slutty, like slut shamed anymore. Maybe they're trusting you more. Maybe, I don't know, you smacked them on the butt and they now they want a beating. You need to check in with them at that point and just gauge, are they engaged with you? Are they still attuned to you? Can you still feel their emotions towards you? Or are they shrinking away? Are they silent? Are they not a fuck yes, right? If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And that's as simple as consent needs to be. If it is not a fuck yes for you, it's a fuck no. So awesome. sex is easy, a that. fuck yes, or it's a fuck no. And if it's a fuck no, and you as the partner, even though your person might be saying, yes, beat me or whatever, yes, do this to me. If you don't feel comfortable, you stick to their initial boundary. You stick to their initial consent. You guys can have a conversation when you're done. Consent is sexy as fuck. Think about all the things. Even asking for consent can be sexy. Do you like me touching your ears? Do you like mm-hmm. me? Can I touch your nipple? Can I can I graze your package? Like consent doesn't have to be this jarring stop. Can I touch your breast? <laughs> yeah. Or just fucking yeah. assuming that you can and and yeah. doing it anyway. I mean, I feel like most of the fucking dating out there comes to a crashing halt because consent is not a thing. You're dating and you're like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to kiss this person or blah, 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 blah. Well, no, that's you and your ego. Like you need to remove your fucking self and understand that their body has, you have no rights to it at all. None. Right. And that's where it starts. Right. 
And then from there, so I feel like women come from consent out of a place of fear because we're constantly on alert. Is this person going to hurt me if I say no? Is this person going to listen to me if I tell them to stop? Is this person, is this person, right? Where men, I feel, come from it from a whole different perspective where it's like, I love and respect this person. I will, I will say in a, in a man-woman relationship, how okay, about this? Good. Let me make Thanks. that distinction. Man-woman relationship, men come to consent as a, I love this person. I don't want to cross their boundaries or I don't want to be charged with harassment and I don't <laughs> want to be charged with rape or sexual assault. So that's a, I'm going to check in with you. There's a myriad of reasons on both sides, but I think for a male to female relationship more often, it's they are look, they are come Two, consent has come at from different perspectives. It's important for all of us to teach what is okay for people to do to us, which is that's that boundary work again, too. You have to be able to give a boundary, which is tied in with consent. And then you have to be able to stand behind that boundary. Right. And say no. And I think so many of us get in that mode where you're taught that no can be rude, right? Like I grew up with in a Japanese household. My step-grandmother was Japanese. Well, in Japanese culture, you are taught to refuse things three times before you accept it. So it depends on your social standings too and what you were brought up with, right? If you're brought up in a family where you're just shoved and you have to go kiss and hug everybody in the whole entire world, well, how are you going to grow up as an adult with any sort of fucking consent knowledge? True. Very true. I mean, that just hits home because I don't think in my household, I was ever given permission to give consent. It was their way or that's it. You yeah. Know, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From my grandmother to my mother, even now I, she has a hard time. She doesn't ask, she assumes. Yeah. And that's a big, huge thing. And it would be nice when she does ask, of course, I'm always going to say yes within reason. And now I'll put a boundary up. No, I can't. I'm in a meeting or no, I can't, but I'll do it at this time. So then it's a negotiation, which is perfectly fine. But I prefer to be asked. I prefer because it's my time, not yours. <laughs> Absolutely. And in this case, it's my body, not yours. Right? right. So it's the same type of thing where I just, it's, it's just such an important thing. I'll, I'll share a story of mine. Mine is not a fun story. Mine is a horrible, traumatic story. So I was just out of high school. I was living in San Jose and I had come home to Sacramento and gone to a house party, just a regular house party. I wasn't into lifestyle stuff or swinging <laughs> or any of that stuff. I went to this house party and it was everybody from high school, all my friends, all the people that I knew. I did happen to go with a really good friend of mine who saved my bacon that night. So I had a high school sweetheart that I was madly in love with. And we kind of did this dance where we would get together when I came back into town. No questions asked. We didn't ask anything. I think I always, I don't think, I know I always expected to end up with him. And I think he kind of felt the same too. But we always found each other. I would seek him out when I came into town. So anyway, we're all at this house party. Again, it's everybody that I've gone to high school with. I know everybody there, whether they're four years older or a couple years younger. Like I know everybody there. Mm -hmm. I was drunk off my ass and I asked to be, I was like, I need to go lay down. I don't feel safe right now. And the two people that, again, I know very well, also one of my high school sweethearts, good friends, and another one of his good friends put me into a room and locked the door. So I felt safe, right? I'm right. locked into a room. I didn't want to get messed with these two guys that I trust implicitly have done this for me. It's the owner of the house. Like, I should be safe. Well, turns out I was not safe. And those two individuals ended up going around the back of the house 
and actually called through the window. And apparently things happened. I can't tell you what they were. I don't remember. I was drunk. I was not coherent. No way that I could give consent. The story that I was told is that I was a willing participant. I could have been, but I didn't give consent for that. There's no way that I could have, in my right mind, been woken up from a passed out state and given consent. And they knew that. And so it still happened though, right? So then my girlfriend figures out what's going on, breaks down the door, jerks me out of there, and basically saves me from what I would call a rape because there's just no way that I could fucking give consent. I don't care if I was willing participant. I was drunk off my ass. There's no way that anybody should feel good about that. Right? Right. Right. We talked about, we, there's this video that I love to post. It's called Consent for Teeth. It's on YouTube. We'll put very it in the show notes. Yeah. Very simple explanation. You make somebody tea on Wednesday, you ask them first, do you want tea? If they say yes, they want tea, then you make them tea. If they say, I don't know, and you make them tea and they don't drink it, they don't drink it. You don't get to make them feel bad about not having the tea. If they're sleeping, why would you make them tea? If right. they're incapacitated, why would you make them tea? So it's it's that simplicity that people seem to just not comprehend, which blows my mind. I mean, the trauma that I sustained because then I was accused of being a whore and all this heinous shit made out to be a whore, of right. course, by these two people, right? And then screwed up my whole thing with my high school sweetheart. And then I was left with these two people that were my friends that weren't my friends that assaulted me. But I was the one taking the blame. Of course, I'm 45 now. That was when I was 19. So we're talking 97, 98. And I was the bad guy in all of that. That's wow. how that all shook out for me as a, as a communicative and, and what we expect and, and all of the things that we're trying to do now to instill and I, that's what I want to keep doing. And this consent thing is so fucking important. It's so important. It is. I, I agree. I think it's that being able to use your voice or being clear with what your expectations are, like being clear with what your boundaries are. No, I don't want anybody to touch me. I don't feel like being touched tonight. Or I don't want to hug tonight. You don't have to even hug anybody if you don't want to. I just absolutely, you're right. I've hugged uncles and although a couple of them I really like, but the other ones I didn't. <laughs> I didn't Regardless, know. Regardless though, yeah. that's my point is it doesn't matter if you like them and if they're decent human beings or not. Yeah. No one should be made to do anything that they don't want to do. I was taught to be, we, we've had this conversation how many times about subservience. Right. Right. And that, and that's so that's what you do is you just you you do that. I'm a huggy person. Like I hug every I will meet you the first time I'll hug you. But I now go, is it okay to hug? I'm a hug person. Right. Because I know that just because I am doesn't mean that they are. Correct. And just because I want to hug you doesn't mean that I deserve to be hugged by you. <laughs> or right. that I deserve to <laughs> hug you because that's that's not my body. And especially with you and I, we do these crazy sexual things on the sub. And I have to trust people to listen to me. I have to trust people to follow my consent because I put myself in really potentially dangerous situations where I could be physically hurt. And you could cross boundaries and become a physical assaulter when you're doing drugs and you're inebriated or whatever that looks like. And you can't then be responsible for following consent either, 
right? Because you're right. not in the right spot. So I don't want to catastrophize it. And I know that people like these things happen and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. I don't judge people on their worst moments. I judge people on what they've learned and how they grow. Unfortunately, some of their worst moments, if it's a relationship with me, is going to end that relationship. It's going to make it so I can't come back because I simply can't trust you anymore. I will never trust you again. You know what I mean? So it's so important in sexual relationships, in relationships, in any sort of thing that you give consent for what you truly want and you fucking stick to it. I wanted to give you some interesting tips on how to remember the rules about consent. And here they are. It's fries. F-R-I-E-S. Fries. Feeling good. Reversible. Informed. Enthusiastic and specific. Well, I'd say those are all tools. Like those are the guidelines that you need to follow to see, check in with yourself and your body to see if you are following those things. Right. If you're not, that means it's a no, right? Like so many people, I love that. And I want to, I'm hopefully we will put that up for everybody to see. I will. And also checking in with your partner. I mean, I really think that's an important factor, too, because if it feels good to both of you, I think that was one of the things on the Paleo and Parenthood one I really liked. Like, you're engaged. Both of you are engaged. It needs to feel good. And I think those are really good ways for both parts. You need to know it's reversible. That's the part I love. I could be in the moment and then all of a sudden be out of the moment. Anytime. 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 Yes, Yes, absolutely reversible. Anytime. And then informed, you need to know that informed is definitely about, I mean, obviously feels good, which was the first one was this feels good. That defines itself. But informed is that this doesn't feel good or you're communicating. I'm not there right now. I want, this is my boundary. I want you to wear a condom. And Well, and then the proactiveness too, that you can do as a partner for somebody else. Again, if you're in something that's in the middle of it and all of a sudden, your partner's backing away, your partner's disassociated, your partner's not responding, your partner's silent. Like all of those things uh-huh. should make you go, I don't feel like this is consensual and right. should stop, right? right. As, as the either the doer or the dewey, we both can give consent in those moments. And it's yeah. just... It's a safety thing. So oh, I, I like think that, to, that you're also is responsible to stop something when you don't feel that the person is in the they're just associating. So stop and then check in. I love your part of check in. That's my favorite thing. Stop and check in. How how are you doing? Where are you at? What can we do? What do you need? That type of thing. I love yeah. that. I think so many people have a problem with saying no. We're raised to say yes. We're not raised to say no, especially women. We're raised to say yes. So there's a game that I play with my coaching clients that is the no game. So it's really simple. We also heard it on that podcast that we listened to about consent as well, where it's like Jenna says, Sarah, put your finger in your ear and you you either do it and we go, yay, good job. Thanks for doing that. Or I could say, Sarah, stick your finger in your ass. And you get to tell me. No. No. And I go, (laughs) that is such a great job. Thank you for telling me your boundary. It's simple and it's easy, but we need to be, we need to be lovingly taught boundaries so that we can feel good in our bodies when we give them. Generally, boundaries, when you're first learning them, they feel yucky. You feel like you're being a dick or you feel like you're being unfair. You feel like you're questioning yourself, especially as people-pleasing trauma fucking 
nutballs like me, (laughs) I always just want to say yes. So it really doesn't feel good for me to say no and give a boundary. I just want to please people. And I dishonor myself and my body at times by doing that's that fuck through it mentality that we're talking about that is so not okay to do. I do do this. I do it with my partners too. If I'm feeling really insecure, it's another cheat for me. Like I need to practice this with you. Ask me a couple of questions, ask me to do things and then celebrate my nose so that my nervous system and my body start to also correlate me standing up for myself and giving consent as a positive thing. I love that. But the games, the easier the games, the simple they are, the more they land with you, right? Yes. We're just not taught to say no. And so I I, I encourage people to do it all the time. Like, And you know what is also good is for the person that you're asking to be the Simon Says person, they actually get to see you say no. They get to see how your body changes. They get to see how, you know, and you can make them uncomfortable questions too. Your partner goes... (gasps) or like tightens up and the shoulders or looks away or disengages, you are looking at an active no. Even if they tell you yes, physically, they are telling you no. And then it's your responsibility again as the person to go, I know you say that you are okay with this. I'm going to keep going with what I'm doing though. I'm not comfortable doing that to you. And not shaming them for not being in a fucking place where you want them to be for whatever reason, right? right? That's the thing is asking somebody's consent is showing the utmost respect. Oh, I agree. When you're in scenes, when you're with your partners, it's very sexy. I feel very cared for when somebody asks me my opinion and just doesn't do it. I also have that aspect of in the bedroom, fucking do it to me, daddy. But it's like you were saying, (laughs) it's a prior conversation and there still is times of check in within those active moments because it can go sideways at any time. I agree. And I think I did take away one other thing from the videos that really resonated with me that I was watching to get information about. It was about consent is fun. When both of you are consenting, it's fun. It shouldn't be work. If you had to talk somebody into it, that is not consent. Exactly. It's and not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. I love that. That's much better. I remember when I was newly married, when I was 19 years old, and we were doing the honeymoon thing. And there were some nights I just didn't want to have sex. And he would sit there and badger me for 45 minutes. And I actually said this to him one time. I'm like, I could have said yes to him. We would have been done if I would have just said yes from the very beginning. Right. But you've actually badgered me for 45 minutes. Now I'm going to give in. And you're going to resent him. And I did. I said, yeah, you you want me to just give up sex to you? He goes, yeah, he actually would prefer me to just give him sex. Sounds like somebody that really respected and cared about you, babe. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's not in my life. But that always sticks with me about the fact that I would have these arguments, not once, many nights, but I didn't know that I could say no and put a boundary down. But I mean, I tried to say it and he tried to talk me out of it for 45 minutes. Well, I think we get into that thing too, again, where it's when you're in relationships and everything, it's so easy to feel like you owe your partner something. Right. Right. Like, I don't like being disappointed. I don't like disappointing people. And again, this is super important for all of us people pleasers out there (laughs) because we will consent 
Well, we fake consent. We want yeah. our partners to mind read and know that we're really meaning no. So we don't have to say no because we don't like saying no. But then also we will just let them do whatever the fuck we want because we can't say no for ourselves. And it's just, it does. And it's so unfair because if my husband, if I just let him do whatever he wants to me or my partner or whatever, and I never say anything, I'm just doing it because my resentment is going to go up a thousandfold. And it's going to be a huge problem in our relationship because what I expect him to mind read what my consent is. And then I'm pissed that I did it because I can't hold consent and that's my fault, which it is. <laughs> right. So I'm going to resent him. Like it's, it's a crazy scenario. You just, you have to fucking get comfortable with consent. You have to get comfortable with boundaries. You have to get comfortable with being able to say no. And by doing and hearing that, it and hearing it. Yes. And honoring it once yes. you hear it and checking in to see if you still have it. Correct. All of this needs to be part of your daily life. And I don't give a shit if it's sexual. It could be in your job. You might have a boss that comes up and puts his hand on your shoulder every day and you don't like it, but you don't say anything. That's non-consensual touch. Right. You know, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. So you need to be able to give a boundary of, hey, I know you do this. I know what you're trying to do. I just, I don't like being touched. That's just how it is. And right. not apologizing for it at the end. When you apologize for your boundary, you're giving them a foothold in to fucking ignore you, basically. Because, oh, well, you said you didn't, you hated that you didn't like it. Right. So, you apologize for it. We just right. like, like a however and, or like a, a but like in a, a statement. Like, it was like a today. Yeah. I thought it was just a today. You know what I mean? Right. So... It's so important. Consent is so fucking important. Interesting. It's, it's true. It's so true. Well, so I really appreciate this conversation. I know that this is a quick conversation, but consent is not that hard. Ask permission. Really ask, can I do this? And I love how you say make it sexy. So make it sexy. Hey, you like me to tickle you there? And then if they can say I no. Can I go further? What would you like me? I mean, it's all so easy to do in a sexy way. You know right. what I mean? So... I don't want to hear the fucking bullshit. I don't want to hear the, re the rhetoric about, oh, it's this or it's that. No, it's fucking not. It's yeah. what you make of it, right? I remember there was a movie that I was watching and they were making fun at consent and they pulled out this big, huge contract and they were like, sign here. Can I do this? Sign there. Can I do this? Sign there. And you're like, every time, like when they did a kiss, he goes, oh, wait, new contract because we're going to go beyond kissing. Sign this. And you know what? <laughs> Shy of signing stuff. That's exactly how it should be. It's, That's it exactly. Be. Yeah. Every it's single right. fucking time. And Ask. I don't care if it's your husband. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care who the fuck it is. It really should be a thing yes. every fucking time. And you know what? You're just, you're protecting yourself, dudes out there. You're protecting yourself. You Even know? women. Women and women too. too. Yeah. For sure. You are protecting sure. yourself. It, gets, it's, it allows us to less often find ourselves in compromising situations where we feel like we might have to fuck through it because we're unsafe. Right. Get Talk about it, people. Let's talk about it some more. We'll have another podcast, but for right now, we wanted to kind of serve this up hot and juicy and yes. get it out there and start the conversation about it. All right. Well, with that note, everybody, go be good humans. Go be good humans. Hi guys, thanks for listening and supporting our podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes, and of course, on our website at orgasmicterrorist.com. Please don't forget to help us out by sharing our podcast and leaving a five-star review. 
As always, you can send us an email with your questions and comments to orgasmicterrorist at gmail.com.